0: Like if if I have a quick interaction with somebody like, you know, I'm just planting a seed. That's, that's all I'm doing. It's God's job to water those seeds and bring other people into that person's life. It's, I just want to do my part. I think that's a neat part about having a relationship with, with God is that, All I need to be is available.
1: Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. And we are back. What's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us today. This is your first time at University of Adversity. Welcome to the family. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. You guys are in for a treat today. We got a real awesome conversation with a true entrepreneur who's been in the game for a while. My next guest, his name is Vince Del Monte. He is a powerhouse entrepreneur. Before the age of 30, he had a seven figure online fitness business dedicated to skinny guys. Vince sustained a multi seven figure business for more than eight years until he realized he wanted to impact more men to help them build a successful and profitable online seven-figure business while mastering the five M's of manhood, muscle, mindset, money, mission, and marriage. This guy is incredible. And we've been trying to connect for a while and I'm really, really excited to get him finally on the show. You know, he's been watching his journey For a while, probably since the beginning when I first started this podcast at the end of 2018. And the guy's just growing and growing and blowing up. And he's been around for a while. He was dominating YouTube and fitness. And he's he's been able to evolve into like a real force to reckon with. And he's a true entrepreneur and he teaches a lot. And what we get to in this episode is we kind of talk about what's going on in the world today, his perspective. And I really love how he's just open about it. And We talk about his journey through social media, dealing with haters, dealing with all the BS that goes out there and really coming from a place of empowerment. And then we talk about, you know, the things about entrepreneurship, you know, what do people, how do people, why are people losing, why are people winning, all that stuff. And we really, we we touch on a lot of stuff. A lot lot is packed in here. I think the episode is like just over 50 minutes, but it was a really good conversation. And I think we will probably have him on again at some point because I feel like we just scratched the surface. The name of this episode is How to Handle Critics and Build Your Online Fitness Empire. And you guys, after you do this, you'll definitely feel empowered to do just that. So enjoy the episode. Vince Del Monte coming right up. Here we go, Vince Del Monte. Welcome to the show, man. Hey Lance, we did it, man. We made it happen. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy that uh, that we can make it happen. And sometimes in this world, people get busy, but it always ends up working out at the right time. You know, yeah. when the conversations come, when the the conversations flow. So, how's everything going, man? How's uh, how's all the craziness in your world going these days?
0: Uh, life is good. Life is amazing. When you have three kids, it's uh, you know you can't get too distracted by what's going on out there because, uh, you know, the kids don't care about that and they've got their own needs. So it's good. Just try not get too caught up in it. I'll be honest. I kind of got a little caught up in all the COVID stuff and all the mask stuff and kind of wasted quite a bit of time on the debates and all the craziness in the world. But I kind of discovered, um, actually I actually had this conversation with my dad and, and, uh, we were both really frustrated. I, I, uh, I blew up on some guy at dairy queen the other day. Um, Cause I wasn't we walked in, there was just me and my three kids, and um they got the whole barrier there. And this other gentleman walked in after us so as a four person maximum in the store. There's literally me and my three little kids, and then a big freaking barrier, and then the people working there, and this guy came in and he just started uh oh, I heard him yell at the girls, these little young girls. He's like, So why didn't you make them wear a mask? So I walked out, I was just going to put the kids down. I like, I went back in there. <laughs> we had a nice <laughs> little blowout. So I had a nice little blowout with this guy and I told him I'm exempt. And he's like, um, he started out from what? I'm like, oh, you can't ask me that. You know that's so, so try to explain to him the bylaws here in Toronto and that, you know, you don't have to wear the mask. And, uh, like, you know, it, it, it got kind of nasty. I pretty much told the guy that, Hey, listen, man, if you're this scared of something that has a freaking, uh you know non-death rate and that has like 30 cases in Toronto today with mild symptoms that maybe you shouldn't be out right now if you're scared of that so anyways it wasn't a productive conversation it didn't go anywhere and I just said you know what I got the little exemption card now so if anybody asks me I just show them the (laughs) the exemption card my dad got in a big blowout with this lady because she was uh I mean, one of our little guys was playing with the shovel and the sand got close to this older lady and she freaked out and she said, don't you ever, haven't you ever heard of social distancing? And my dad flipped out on her and says, what do we look contaminated to you? And this thing, man, it's really crazy how much it's like divided, uh, people. And, um, I even tread carefully just you know, with my own friends. I'm like, hey, what side are you on with all this just before yeah. we hang out tonight? Cause, and what I've noticed is that I treat people very differently if I have a relationship with them or not. Yeah. Like that gentleman in the store, no relationship with that person. So I just kind of let it rip people on Facebook, no relationship with them. So I, I kind of let it rip. But then, you know, if I'm talking to my coaching clients, my, my students, my, my team members, my, my family, much more respectful. I'm like, I, I, it's not worth the fight, the battle. So I think what I've learned, you know, over this whole situation is you have a lot less influence than you actually think you have. And the only people I actually really have influence over are those people that I have a relationship with who truly like, know, and trust me. And, um, and especially with matters like this, because I even have some family members that are just, they, uh, they think that I'm being disrespectful going to parks with my kids, not abiding by, uh, the, you know, not going out of my way to, you know, stay at home or whatever. And I'm like, well, first of all, how do I know what you're doing twenty four seven? And you know, anyways, besides that, and um, I just realized that the way you manage yourself in these conflicting uh, situations with very polarizing beliefs is very different, uh, depending on whether there's a relationship there. And I realize that, huh? If I really want to have more influence with people, I need to develop more relationships. Uh, I, I really need to go deeper. Than, this, uh, than the kind of the surface level, and I need a scuba dive and get to know people so they trust me. So if I do share my opinion and it's different, there it doesn't result in a blowout. Totally. Dude, I'm the same.
1: This is you know I'm in Vancouver, and it's really been interesting <laughs> how this has all started and how it really has created this divide, and it's almost like you're right. Like, where do you stand on this? It's like these conversations and, and I forget because I have conversations with people and then I'll have a buddy I haven't seen in a while and they'll start talking about, you know, vaccines and how important they are. I'm like, holy shit, man. Like, yeah, I don't, like, I don't even know where to, where to yeah. start.
0: Like, I'm like, is I don't even want to go there. Is it, is it even worth starting yeah. it? Yeah.
1: Cause I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, like where, like where I can't tell this person that they're wrong. Cause what's going to happen here? Like, am I, I don't even have the time to like build my case and is it even worth it?
0: I know. And then, and then here's the debate. Here's, here's not the debate. Here's the challenge with the, with that, that I'm like, if I don't say what I think, am I just another one of those people that doesn't care? I'm like, uh, whatever, I'm not going to try and convince, but what, so do I not believe in what I, with what, what I state? So then I'm like, I start to question like, do I not care about people? Like maybe I should go and stand out in the street and protest. Maybe I should be more vocal about this, but I think it really just comes back to like, is there, you know, what do you value most? If you value the relationship most, then I think you're going to sit before you stand. And I think that's the problem with what we're seeing today. Everybody wants to stand up and yell. Nobody wants to sit down and talk. Ah, yeah. And I think I just have realized the only productive conversations I've had in this realm is when you first sit and you just listen and because yeah, they can go off on all these different tangents and they assume that if you like this person, if you like Donald Trump, then, you know, like, then you like that you like all the other stuff that he's done from his past, despite, you know, show me one person who's got a perfect track record. It's like, I'm like, no, I like what the overall representation is of what he's trying to do. I didn't say I, but then so I think there is a balance. Yeah. I think it, you just have to realize that the goal isn't to be right. The goal is just to, you know, to, to listen and just say, hey, I, I really appreciate where you're coming from. And, and, and also to be okay with challenging. I don't think mm-hmm. you should be a pushover in your beliefs. I think there is a time and place to challenge. Like I have, we've done extensive research on this. You know, I've listened to a lot of the doctors who are not who are getting um, censored and who yeah. are on the front lines and i've it's not like you know one thing that i'm trying to be careful of through these crazy times and my wife helps me with this i said should i post this flavia should i post this she's like if you don't know for sure what the heck you're posting don't post it and i'm like you know. okay that's good i'm not going to post this <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah because like we get it. we get
1: emotionally charged right yeah. and it's almost like all right is this do I need to take a step back before I post this, yeah. or do is this? Am I doing this out of like to prove somebody
0: wrong, or why am I posting this? Yeah, exactly. I, I always have to question. You have to question the motive. Like, yeah, there's a couple times I'm like, I'm bored. It's Saturday. Uh, you know, social media is a little quiet. I know exactly what to post to get a reaction, but I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, mm. what? What is? Am I that insecure in who I am that I need to get attention on a matter that I don't actually, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to go and like, you know, kill people for what I believe in this. I'm just going to like, hey, listen, this is how we're going to operate our life. And, uh, you know, if it comes up, well, you know, I got, you know, I'm just, it's not, there's certain battles that are worth, you know, fighting and there's certain battles. I think we just have to, you know, just understand these are very complex situations. This is a very complex situation. And I think a lot of people, it's, it's a big representation of people wanting to be in control. Yeah. and and playing god everybody wants to play god and everybody thinks you know thinks that they have a, a, an answer to this no one has an answer to this no and i think that's like i have to like bits you don't like you don't have a, like you're not right yeah right you're not right like you have a very strong viewpoint it's got some good you know ideas but so there's some really good ideas on that other side too and I think you just have to ask yourself, like, what do you really want in life? Do you want to be right or do you want to, you know, build relationships with people? Like, which, which one is it? Yeah. I think it's such a good learning experience
1: for all of us, especially if you're doing the work, you know, you're over the years, it's like, this is like the real test of real life stuff that's going on, you know, and how people react and you can really see the fear in people and you can see the people who have the tools and the mm. people that don't. Oh, big and, time. And fear is being is comes to the surface and how people react and, and what oh, yeah. they post. It's like, wow, you can really see it, man. You can really see who's got the tools and who doesn't.
0: Yeah, and, and fear um, always comes from what you focus on. Mm. Right? Yeah. So if you're watching the news, you're probably gonna be pretty dang fearful. If you're just checking the news, probably not so much. Yeah right if they started to report how many deaths happen every single day in the united states i think it's like 300 deaths a day in the united states from car accidents alone yeah if they were to report every single one of those deaths all through the day on the news there would be there would be a national wide new law where you can't go more than 10 miles per hour on any freeway yeah but like we don't we're not watching the news from that lens so i think it's very, very important to protect your mind and really be uh, discerning about what you allow into it and just realize that uh, you can control you know, what you allow into what dictates your, your focus. Mm-hmm. And if you focus on fear, yeah, that's what you're going to get more of. Uh, one thing I think that's really neat about focus is that there's no rules in place right now that will restrict your freedom to focus on what you choose. True. nobody's telling you to watch the news all day nobody's telling you to you know scroll on social media all day and see what's going on and all the off all the craziness like you get to choose what you focus on that freedom will never be taken from you so yeah we have to have to get some non-negotiables like we gotta get really ruthless with what we allow into our minds and uh, because that's really going to dictate with a level of fear
1: mm. Yeah, that's so true. And it's, it's as simple as when you wake up, just not looking at your phone right away and getting, right. being part of the matrix, you know, like really getting the right information and the right things that you need to do to kind of fill your tank for the day, rather than just being reactive right away. What's everybody else doing? What's yeah. everybody saying? And then not focusing on ourselves. And then the yeah. whole day just unravels that way, you know, like yeah, it's- totally. It's um it's 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 crazy, man. And it's just it's been such an interesting journey during these last five months. And I don't I don't know where we're at, where everything's gonna go, but it's definitely it's definitely been something that has changed all of our lives forever as far as like how we deal with things. And in that way I'm grateful as well because I've learned Mm -hmm. a lot about myself, as you probably have too. Yeah, absolutely. Clients you work with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Your, your, your hope comes from focusing on, I think, you know, I think a lot of people, the fear comes from a feeling in the moment, mm. a feeling in the moment. Like it's like, mother they're making me wear a mask today. I've got, I can't go anywhere in Toronto. Like, um, and, and I think the big thing is I gain my hope from focusing on, you know, what the God I believe in has already done yeah. for me and knowing that he's always provided, he's always got me through weird times. He's, uh, there's always been a path and never recognized it in the moment. But looking back, I see like all this thing is happening. there's happening for a reason. And I don't need to understand the reason right now. Cause I'm not God. I don't, mm. I just have to trust and I have to have faith. And, uh, I just have to realize that his, his plan's going to keep working out for the good. And even if it doesn't look like there's good right now, the plan will get worked out for good down the road. And, um, and I just have to realize that uh that even if I don't know that's okay I mm-hmm. can be okay I can be okay living with mystery I can be okay living with uncertainty I don't need i don't I need to realize that I think right now the biggest the neatest thing about right now is that this is such a great opportunity for people to develop their faith on a whole nother level yeah. and the people that really just uh in trust that there's a greater power in control as sinister as as you might think there's like really evil stuff going on in the world right now you have to trust that hey there's a there's evil will never win and knowing that this is a great chance to sink your roots really 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 deep and I think he's gonna a lot of people who really just trust and focus on on the fact that They've already always, they've always been taken care of and they will be provided for maybe in a different way right now. They're going to come out of this so much stronger. Mm. Uh, they're going to come out with a whole other level of faith and belief and trust. And, and then you kind of start to wonder like, oh, that actually kind of makes sense because that's the purpose of life. The purpose of life is to become a better version of yourself. I think everybody's quoted that at least 10 times on their Instagram account. I want to be the best version of me. I'm yeah. like, oh, Really? I think God's kind of just like kind of sitting up there, up there in heaven and laughing and saying, all right, we'll see about that. Let's Mm. see how you handle this one. (laughs) Like you said you wanted to be the best version of yourself. Now, in order for you to become the best version of yourself, you need to go through a process. Oh, by the way, that process is going to be pretty painful because through pain comes purpose and comes power. But nobody wants the pain, they just want the power and the purpose. So we have to realize that if, if we want to discover the full version of ourself, there will be a process and the process is always, it's it's going to take more time, it's going to take more trust, it's going to take more money, it's going to take more effort, it's going to take uh, more research, like it's just going to be another level of you and it's exactly what you asked for. So uh, I think people need to be careful for what they ask for. If you truly want to grow, get ready because you know, growth comes from tension and and, and tension is never comfortable. Mm. Yeah.
1: You, you speak about God a lot and I really respect that as far as like you being open about that in your posts and how you do business and all of that. Has that always been a big, is is spirituality and God and religion always been a big part of your life or is it something that came later? Walk us through that and talk us through like how important that is for you at kind of staying centered with everything.
0: Uh-huh, for sure. Well, I, um, did grow up in a Christian home. Yeah. Uh, my, my parents poured in to start with my parents, they both grew up what they would call C and E Christians. So they grew up in a Catholic home, but they just went to church or, you know, Catholic church during Christmas and Easter. Mm. So my dad used to wear a big thick chain and, um, in university, somebody asked him, do you know, uh, what that chain represents a crucifix? So the yeah. crucifix for those who don't know is, uh, is Jesus on the cross. You know, we know that about two thousand years ago, there was a man named Jesus Christ that walked this earth, and he uh, claimed to be God, and he was put to death, and uh, he was pinned to a—he uh, went to the crucifix. Is the most. Uh, it it's the most torturous death that any person can go through and you know most italian guys you know you watch the jersey shore like they wear crucifixes it's you know probably got passed down from their uncle bruno or you know from, from you know from their uncle primo you know and and they you know they just wear this nice thick gold chain and somebody asked my dad you know what that cross means and you know stumped my dad and he says no not really and uh he explained what the cross represented and how we've all fallen short of the glory for of god and and that, uh, you know, God wants to have a personal relationship with us through his son, Jesus Christ. And, uh, he invited my father to accept Jesus Christ into his life to essentially be the, the driver of his life, the, a person that wants to have a relationship with him and guide him. And, uh, my, my, both my parents became Christians in university when they were going to Western Ontario. And, um, And that's when they started to make their faith their own and they started to read their Bible and they wanted to see, okay, if, if this guy, if God really was real and this guy, Jesus really was who he said he was, uh, then maybe there's a way I'm supposed to live. Maybe there's a purpose for my life and they've really just made their faith their own. And, um, so my brothers and I, we grew up in a Christian home. My past, my father was a pastor for 19 years and, um, yeah it it was I I was given a very good upbringing Lance I had um my I the thing with my parents was like I always was mad at my parents because they set the bar too high like mm-hmm. they even to this day my dad always says about my mom one life is too short for us to live together and so I had this extremely high standard so the only the, the big negative thing that came up in my life as a christian growing up and I made I made my faith my own when I was 13 years old. I accepted Jesus into my heart, and I you know asked Him to guide my life, and to be a part of all my decisions. Growing up with that faith, and, and my parents, you know, having such like you know a, a great relationship, and and having friends who also had great relationships, like not like they were absent of problems, but they did like hey, there's like divorce wasn't like a present thing, like it wasn't like a common thing, like you know. I, I grew up with like, wow, like you, uh, a model of a good living and relationship-based living and, and a lot of friends and deep friendships and people around all the time and just good examples and role models. So I felt there was a lot of pressure to live up to. I felt like this standard of living, is just too high. And I felt like it was too much. So when I, you know, when I got into, you know, my, my party days and that through after university, I just was like, I felt like a hypocrite. Cause I was partying with my buddies on Saturday night. Then I was going to church on Sunday morning. I'm like, who's Vince, hmm. w- which is the real is, is, who's the real Vince is the real Vince, the guy that truly loves partying and, and like chasing girls and stuff. And, and, you know, buying the bottles and that, or is the real Vince, the guy that is in church on Sunday and that is taken in the message. And, you know, and I, there was this, like, I was, it was, there was a the truth in the lie, right? Like Which one, who's the real Vince? And, you know, one voice is saying, "Now, ah, Vince, this is who you are. And I was like, Vince, this is who you are. So there was always like, you know, we're always trying to find our identity. And, uh, you know, I find my identity being, be, being a son of God and have been called and uh, being his chosen son and that, you know, I'm, I'm not here by accident. So, my faith has always been a part of my life. I've never, like, you know, rejected. Uh, I've never rejected my faith, but there's definitely been seasons where I'm not living by my faith, and that I'm, you know, intentionally. I know, like, hey, I'm off track right now, but this is kind of fun, and you know, there's always this, you know, curiosity. Maybe I'm missing out, and you know, obviously, life is God's best teacher, right? Those those <laughs> those lessons typically end up in situations where, you're like, oh. This is why, you know, he told me not to do this. You know, God's not a, uh, he's not a, a joy killer. Like he wants you to have an incredible, incredible life, but that's why he's given us certain ways to live. So my faith has always been a part of my life. And I've, you know, from a business standpoint, like, um, I think my, you know, people knowing who my parents were, uh, just, you know. I guess I was the guy that could hang out with all the you know Italian genos. I could hang out with the guys who dropped the f bomb. I could hang out with like, I could hang out with the super good-looking fitness models. Like I could hang out with the guys that you know wouldn't have the same faith. I kind of lived in both worlds, and that was always like not a conflict, but it was. I, I felt like almost I had to be careful because I was aware that like typically your circle of friends you don't they don't come to you. You go down to them. So they definitely, like, when I was in my mid-20s, there was a lot of drinking, a lot of going out to the clubs in Toronto, buying bottles, chasing girls, stuff like that. And that was, like, what they lived for on the weekends. And I realized they were having more influence on me than I was having an influence on them. So I've never kind of, like, put myself in a bubble. Like, a lot of my friends, you know, some are Christian, some are not. Some have kind of faith. Some are kind of exploring. Some are, you know, different religions. Like, I've always been, I think, a, a representation of some people feel safe with me. You know, I've been saved by grace. So I think as my as I've become, I think just on my journey, he's just seemed to continue to honor me more and more. And I'm like, even when I'm screwing up, I'm doing stupid stuff, or I'm not fully, you know, dialed in with my faith, he's like, he's still blessing me. And I'm like, I'm still being blessed. He's still blessing me, still blessing me. And I'm like Wow, like this, like I am blessed, and when you have that relationship, it's like somebody who just keeps giving you another chance like you, at one point, you're like, okay, I don't want it's like imagine just a relationship, a romantic relationship, you keep screwing up in the relationship, and your spouse just keeps forgiving you and forgiving you and forgiving you, giving you a second chance. at some point you're just gonna say that love is gonna be so great that you're gonna eventually just say hey, um, I, I got to fix myself. I, yeah. I really do want to make this relationship work because you've been so graceful with me. You, you've shown me love by, being, by loving me. And mm. I think that's, the, that's, that's essentially my relationship with Jesus. He's loved me so much. He's blessed me so much. He's honored me so much that I'm like, like he's, he's not going to let me go. He's going to keep pounding me down. So I'm like, why don't I just give up my life and give it to him and give it to him fully? And why don't I just surrender and realize that he wants an even better life for me, but he wants me to trust him. And that's essentially my, my relationship, you know, that's my faith. And, and that's why it's hard not to share it because it's, it's, it's truly like, it's the greatest thing in the world. So it's hard to be quiet, but people say you're, you're very vocal about your faith. I'm like, how can I not be?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I, I like some, like, how can I not, it would be like dishonest of me to not share with you like where I draw my strength from. That would be dishonest of me to kind of keep it to myself. So for me, it's not like a tactic. It's just truly who I am. And obviously I want people to know where I stand and I want to just, I want to just kind of open up because I find when I open up, other people will feel safe. Hey, can I ask you a question about that? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's why I have a lot of, you know, friends with all sorts of faiths. It's just because I've never, I think, um, people feel safe around me and they'll ask questions and they can get answers that they might've, uh, from somebody who they feels like they're not going to judge them. Like guys, I've screwed up, you know, I, I, but I am trying to do this the right way. There is a better way. I will tell you there is a better way. And, 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 and I would start to ask God to show himself in your life. If you're, if you're trying to figure out if this, is, if you can have a personal relationship with Him. Like ask them, you know. Show yourself. I want to. I want to. I know there's something more. I feel like there's something empty in my life. I'm always thirsty. I'm always hungry for something else. Um, yeah. And I believe God will show Himself in uh, His own unique way.
1: Yeah, man. I, I I respect that. I really think it's important to really just share who we are because at the end of the day, the only reason we wouldn't is because we're afraid of what other people think. <laughs> like, and why would we care? And it's usually the people, yeah. the people that would you know, not agree or judge us for that? Why would we want them in our life anyways? It's such a weird yeah. thing. Sometimes we're afraid of saying things because of like one or two people that may say something. And it stops people from expressing themselves because they're afraid, yeah. of one or two people.
0: Yeah, and I think also too, if you believe in what you believe, then you can't play God. And what I mean yeah. by that is like, I come in contact with all sorts of people. You know, I'm just a link on the chain. Like I, it's just my, I might just be planting a seed in somebody's life one day. Like if if I have a quick interaction with somebody like, you know, I'm just planting a seed. That's, that's all I'm doing. It's God's job to water those seeds and bring other people into that person's life. It's, I just want to do my part. I think that's a neat part about having a relationship with, with God is that all I need to be is available. Like I tell God when I pray in the morning, like, Hey God, I'm available. Like if there's someone I need to talk to today, just, I, I ask him to, to open my eyes, keep my ears wide, and to like, if there's something going on in somebody's life, in my world, just help me to be in tune. Use me for your move. Mm. Like, I just want to be used. Uh, Use me for your purpose of saving people. And I think that's why I'm I'm still in the same place that I'm at, because I had this pressure, like I've got to follow in my dad's footsteps. He was a pastor. I watched him every Sunday and stand in front of like, Thousands of people. I'm like that's a that's a powerful platform to influence people every single Sunday and save relationships and and just help people. Like you know, he was selling the best program of all time, Salvation. (laughs) I'm selling a mastermind. He's selling (laughs) Salvation. I like. Did you you used to get so you were obviously
1: you're you dominated in the fitness space. You're like ripped. You're on YouTube. You're you're killing it, right? Like how how was that? Did you get any backlash? from, you know, like family or like having that sort of religious sort of background? Like, was that, did you feel any of that or was that all right? Did everybody accept like that sort of Uh, path that you're on?
0: I'm an interesting guy because like, you know, so I'm a Christian, but I'm also a pretty aggressive marketer and I put myself out there in public. And, uh, you know, I think that's one of the things that inspires a lot of people. Like I'm an easy target, Right. (laughs) <laughs> for the haters <laughs> on YouTube. Like, I've been attacked by everybody. You know, I got attacked by Scooby way back in the day. And then it killed was killed it, though, bro. You killed who, it on there. Yeah, yeah. The, the, all these guys are gone, though. And then there's yeah. – there, who is next? There was ah, uh, – I've even met a few of them in the day. I, my, one of my biggest haters, Ian McCarthy. I don't know what he does anymore, but – I actually ran into him at an expo and when he was attacking me for two years straight, and I actually saw him at the Arnold, and I went up to him, I tapped him on the shoulder. He turned around and he like tripped backwards. He like did a back somersault. He thought I was gonna hit him. I'm like, hey, Ian, I just saw you. I wanna come say hi. And anyways, we started talking for two hours. We took a photo together and he put it up on his page. Here's so I'm a guy he was attacking. He created these 20 minute videos about, you know, how Vince doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to nutrition, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Vince's BCA recommendations are don't aren't based on the science. All the, anyways, doesn't matter, but I always sought out relationship. I like, I'm going to go talk to this guy. I was all by him all by myself. Like if he had a crew of guys that wanted to fight me, it would have been like, it would have been 10 on one. I like, I just, I'm going to just go talk to this guy and it got heated. Anyways, long story short. I've always tried to salvage relationships. Even this guy that hates me now on, on YouTube, um, I've sent him voice notes and I've sent him videos, just to like try. And one time at the end, he said, "Good talk." That's as far as we got. But is a guy that hates me. He's got a playlist about me, and he's like, "I hate this guy, Vince Delmoni. I hate this guy, Vince Delmoni. I effing hate him." I'm like, "Wow, the fact that you would create a playlist like I don't have a playlist of anybody on my channel." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lance. I don't have a playlist of you on my channel. Oh you know I, I, I don't have a playlist of anybody on my channel. <laughs> like the fact that someone would create a playlist, like you got a playlist. I've, yeah, I've got man. a dedicated spot on your YouTube channel because you don't like who I am and what I say and how I do things. It's like, so I just, like, I see that and like I'm like, I just can't help but try and reach out and try. I just want to give them a hug. Don't get me wrong. I get mad too. I'm Italian. I got my blood boils quick, but at the same time, I'm like, do I do that to people? No, I would never create a video about somebody else. Like, I don't know how somebody has the energy. Like if my wife saw me make a video about somebody else, like an entire video, she would come down and slap me. Like, what are you doing? Mm. Like, Focus yeah. on your vision, Vince, rise up, level up, serve the people that are looking to you for guidance and take care of your people. And uh, yeah, YouTube, I attracted all sorts of uh, haters. I also attracted, uh, you know, enough people to build, you know, seven, uh, sorry, four different seven figure online fitness businesses. Wow. So, so I, I put that out there as like, not like a take that, but to also say when you just focus on building and creating and serving, of course you're gonna get criticism. Everybody gets critics. I mean Mother Teresa has critics. Justin Bieber has critics. I oh, mean yeah. you too the best band of all time has critics. Yeah. So I always tell people if you don't have critics, that's actually bad because your stuff's too vanilla and you're not clear on what you stand for. So you know, don't go like yelling at the top of your lungs just to get views for the sake of views but like if you truly believe something then then go for it. I just I just have a hard time with the guys that do it with like the analogy I use is they take a baseball bat to an, a Mercedes Benz yeah it's like yeah if my YouTube channel was dedicated to me going on the street and smashing up people's cars I would have a lot of views too so I'm like is that the best you can do like yeah so this is what you want to be known for at least for me I'd rather be known as somebody who brings positivity, light and hope to the table. Mm. That's what I want to bring to the table.
1: How has it been since you started because obviously the health the health and fitness space nutrition is, you know, there's so many different philosophies. It's changed a lot, you know, in the last 10 15 years like when I was playing junior hockey the stuff they told us to put on our bodies has changed completely and I wonder like wow if I was eating like I did then who knows what would have happened. How has that been, as far as like when you're learning one way, you're teaching one way? Have you have you had to adapt? Have you have you pivoted with your you know fitness philosophy and your nutrition philosophy, or has it kind of just been like, look, this works. This is like I listened to one of your podcasts talk about you. If you don't have it, then you can't really talk about it, right? If you're not in shape for a year, like you right. you're, you're kind of like.
0: Unless don't, you've don't proven it, yeah, don't preach it in public if you're not practicing it in private.
1: Yeah. And if you don't have the results, then don't talk about it or change it. Like how has that yeah. been for you? You know, you clearly have had results. So somebody comes along and says, No, this is actually wrong.
0: You're supposed to do it that way. How have yeah. you
1: adapted in that regard?
0: Yeah, so you have to so what I've done is you have to position your brand. And and this is not just a position thing, it's based on who you are. Yeah. Right. So you build your brand around who you are. I'm somebody who's like, if you ask my parents, you ask my brothers, like, what's one trait that, uh, what's one trait about Vince like that um, you'd all like instantly think of? And they'd all say he's very teachable. Mm. Very teachable. I've always had coaches. Uh, I've just liked to listen. I've, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't need to be right. Mm. I just want to keep growing and I want to like win. So I like kind of like the negative feedback. I kind of, there's a degree of it that if I'm getting attacked, I'm looking at it from the lens of, I can take this and become better. This is like ammunition. When I create my next video, I can like lead with this stuff and I could just like, Hey, I already know what you're thinking. You already think this, this, and this. I'm like, so I guess it comes from this. I don't know. There's, I don't know if it's because I grew up in a home where I was, I was so loved that I haven't had a fear of like, Hey, Hey if all these people on youtube hate me at least mom and dad still love me i i don't i have just such a very strong foundation of uh even it's just different i don't know because even one of my middle brothers would say i don't know how you do what you do like i could never be on youtube and i've read the comments she just picked out a random video like six years ago i'm like i can't believe what people say to you i'm like dude that's nothing <laughs> <laughs> joe rogan so says don't
1: I, read the comments man <laughs> yeah yeah
0: um now, I like reading the comments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I like them. I keep you. They they keep you humble, right? Yeah. And I like the comments. Actually, they keep you humble and they keep you, uh, you know, believing in yourself. People say don't believe your own hype. I'm like, you should definitely believe your own hype. Mm. I'm like, right, believe like what people say, but like, and then you know, and if someone says something negative, take it from a you know with a grain of salt, but like, look at it from the lens of, hey, this is good feedback. Yeah, and, and I think you do want to know like where's the feedback coming from. Um, but with regards to your question on like things changing, I built my brand around evolving. So if you build your position ar- around like, Hey, I'm growing just like you guys, then if you make a mistake, then you can say, Hey guys, I screwed up. Hey, remember last year when I was really criticizing the uh, whole macros thing? Well, I'm, I'm doing it right now. It's awesome. But if you come out there and you just say, it's, there's only one way. Yeah. You will get backlash Because people trust you and you just have to be okay admitting that, hey guys, you know the last couple of years I've been telling you never to lift heavy weights? Well, there's actually times in the year when heavy weights are actually very valuable. And people will say, oh, you're contradicting yourself. Oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. One day he's saying this and one day he's saying that. And you just have to know that's going to come because um, to have context, you need clarity. Or sorry, the other way around. To have clarity on somebody's advice, you need to know the context it's being given. So you just have to explain that. And um, that's kind of how I managed it. Uh, because, you know, one of my big philosophies, philosophies was to lose body fat slowly. And I came out with a program called 30 Day Metabolic Reboot. And it was the most aggressive fat loss program in the world. So I knew the very first thing people were going to say is, hey, Vince, this goes against everything you've been teaching. So guess what I led with in the sales letter? Hey, Vince, or hey, I know what you're thinking. Hey, Vince, this goes against everything that you're teaching. And I explain why we're going so aggressive. And I have to explain that you can't do this program for more than 30 days. And I have to explain the science around it. And, and people are like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. But right when you have the trust with people, it goes back to the, remember what I talked about at the start, yeah. the trust. If you have trust with people, then they'll listen. But where's this negative Criticism coming from is people who don't have context of the whole thing and they don't have that relationship with you. So they're not even going to listen. They're just going to hate. They'll just say, Oh, Vince just contradicts himself every day just to sell a new program. But do I hear that from my diehard followers who've been with me for years? No, they're reading the whole page and they're seeing, Okay, I get it. So there's actually a case for this 30-day extreme program, for the specific situation, for the specific length of time. This isn't a change in mind. This is a different tool in the toolbox. This isn't the new toolbox that he's only using, but that takes time. And that's why it takes time to become a thought leader, right? Because you know, as you start to share your thoughts, they're going to get challenged and you're going to have to continue to you nurture those ideas and make sure people have like, where's he really coming from when he's saying this? Yeah. And, um, you know, that's why, you know, bringing this back to business where people are trying to make money quick online, you know, these, these, they don't make it because they don't realize the process it takes to become a thought leader, um, in the space and in the industry. Like you have to be around a long, long time so that people can start to really figure out like where you're coming from. And then they'll start to see, I like what this guy's all about. So I think one of the best things is just to be open with your audience and like, Hey, I screwed up there. Like, look at Nike. If Nike puts out a bad pair of shoes, what do they do? They take them off. Hey guys, last month we put out this pair of shoes. They missed the mark. We're taking them off the shelf. Hey, listen, if you put out an idea, if you put out an exercise tip and you're like, Hey guys, I was teaching you this exercise, like the up row upright row with external rotation. Been doing some research on it. It's actually not the healthiest thing for your shoulders. So um that exercise I'm actually taking it out of the programs. I'm actually even going to take that video down or I'm going to make a new video and just explain I'm not contradicting myself. I'm learning. I'm evolving. So that's how I punched back when people said Vince contradicts himself. I'm I just say no, I'm learning new stuff just like you guys. Would you expect me to keep teaching outdated stuff to protect my ego? Yeah. They're like, uh, no. They're like, well, you should you should know before you put out. And those are just dumb comments. It's like, what do you mean I should know? Like, <laughs> that's yeah. stu- well, what?
1: you're you're coming from a place of empowerment. You're not being the victim. So many people are, just mm. play the victim role, right? Especially with criticism. Right. Like you just saying that is so powerful for people because you're you're using everything as a lesson. Everybody's a teacher some way. Ooh. You know what I mean? It's like everybody has something to teach you, and if you can really and put your ego aside and learn from that, man. Like, that's like the secret hack, right? It's like, well, what is this telling me? Am I being a victim here? Or like, can I learn from this? And it very may well be an idiot saying something.
0: I did get attacked because um, some of the stuff I put out there was just a little too extreme. And I said, uh, you know, and I, and I went back and I looked at some of the videos and I try to remember the day I filmed them. And I'm like, I remember the day I filmed that. That was coming from a place of wanting to get views, mm. not creating value. Interesting, And, and I, and, and I think the, the only person that truly knows the intent of the video is the creator of the video. So I actually have a video on my YouTube channel. It's still up. It was a, uh, it's one of my day in the life videos. I think it's episode three or four. And at the end of the video, I talk about that and said, Hey, uh, this past year, I've had a lot of criticism on a number of videos around some very polarizing ideas on nutrition. And I did admit, like I did, I do believe in what I said, but I remember that I put them out with the wrong spirit. It wasn't like, I did believe what I said, but I remember, I just, I remember like, I'm really trying to just like stir the pot here. Like it wasn't coming from a place of truly serving and really trying to help people. I knew that this video was going to trigger people. And I deleted 20 videos in one day. And I did it on my YouTube channel. I said, all these videos are coming down today. Not because I don't agree with what I said, but because of the, because of where I was coming from.
1: Man, that's great self-awareness. Like most people don't have that. Like that's, that's incredible self-awareness.
0: I'll tell you, like I can't take full credit for that. My brother, uh, michael who's a filmmaker you know like you have to have people in your life that you trust and who will challenge you mm. and lovingly ask questions like he's like you know what is the he asked me my brother said like, what is the point of those videos by the way is my brother like i know he loves me like i know like he's your brother he's like your brother like, he's a like wh- why did, why are you filming that like wh- what what are you trying to like accomplish with those videos but and No one ever asked me a question that simple. And I'm like, huh, it's a good freaking question. Like, what am I trying to accomplish with those videos? He's like, why don't you just like, he he said, it's so, it's the way you raise a child, like what you're doing in those videos. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, like, you're telling people, don't do this. Don't do that. Like, it's what you tell a two-year-old. Like he says, are you trying to like raise adults or are you you just trying to like talk to children? And I'm like, that's freaking really powerful mm. and and that day really shifted everything for me i'm like if you look at a lot of these haters online and what they do they just tell people what not to do like are you really helping people grow up are you helping them mature are you helping them think differently are you just teaching them to go hate on people because they don't have the same opinion and same ideas and then he said why don't you just like build your rebuild your channel purely around telling people what to do don't tell them what not to do. Tell them what to do. And I'm like, what a simple idea. Tell them, hey, guys, this is how we work out in the gym. We do these tech techniques. We're going to go into a full workout today. And you just go help people. Yeah. And don't spend six minutes on your video talking down about somebody else. Like it.
1: Yeah,
0: it's so true. I truly believe some of these haters will get to a point in their life where they're going to go back and look at their YouTube channel and delete every video and just yeah. be like, what the heck? did i just spend my last 10 20 years doing and you know why i know that's true because one of the biggest haters who's attacked me did the same to his channel because he finally grew up i went back to look for the video that this guy like got like a lot of views and it was a it was i i'm like i wish this guy would take the video down because he really broke me down like line by line and i'm like this is going to take me a long time to retaliate so i never did and and I just always was felt insecure that this video was on the internet because he yeah. just broke me down line by line. And I'm like, he pointed out some things. I'm like, oh man, he got me there. That's a good point. And the video stayed online for a couple years. And and I remember one day I went to the channel to see where what, you know how it was doing. <laughs> and it wasn't there. It wow. wasn't there. And then I'm like, he I'm like, did it get disabled? Did they get and then I found out that he went and deleted a ton of his own videos. Mm. He had a
1: realization.
0: And I was like, wow, he deleted. Wow. Like, I just, and, I, and then I thought to myself, I wish I was just a better man in the whole process and just like had a confidence that one day he would discover like what he's doing is stupid. Mm. And he did, and I think he's doing much, much better now. He's he's got a much more positive message, a much more helpful message. He doesn't attack people, and I'm like, I I, I don't know. I just have to think that. And it's by the way, it's that individual that I saw oh, at, wow. the, at the Arnold, and the guy <laughs> that it took, took, we took a photo together, and he posted on his page and says, Vince Dalmoni isn't that bad of a guy after all. And he, was, he actually said some nice things about me. He said uh, he actually approached me and wanted to have a conversation. And while we don't see things the same way, we had a conversation.
1: Well, you know that it's just because he sees something in you that triggers him that he's not doing and that he wants. That's the only reason. Why else okay. would he do that? I mean, that's why people, people are jealous, man. People have a trigger. They see it in someone like yourself and they're like, man. Like, I'm not getting the, I'm not getting the views. I'm not, let's bring this person down subconsciously. They're not even thinking about it, but that's what's right. happening. Like it's, yeah. and those people need the most love, man. Like they're the ones that, that's,
0: that's like, so true. That's, yeah. it, that's, that's the thing. And I'm like, I something. I look back and I'm like, I wish I just approached that whole situation with so much more love. Like yeah. maybe he would have taken the videos down sooner and, and I, maybe he would have, you know, grown up sooner. And, uh, I think, you know, that's, again, there's, there's how, there's where my faith comes in. It's like, not what you say, it's actually how you act. Yeah. And totally. uh, who knows if he's making those connections that, Hey, this is because he's a Christian and stuff like that. But I, I, I want, you know, one of the things my dad taught me is like, you know, people should know that you're a Christian based on what you do, not based on what you say. Right. You yeah, know, you point. should, you, you know, be be the Bible that they never, ever read so that they're like, Hey, there's something different about this guy's life. And and he took, and my dad pushed me like in all areas, like he said, like you your life needs to be a trade up. And this is, you know, this is why I kind of even bust the, uh, you know, the chops of like, some other Christians who are like, you know, they've got their spiritual life in order, but their finances are a disaster. Right? Or, you know, they project this, you know, they're very holy and family centered, but but their their health is a disaster. And I've always wanted to be somebody who's a trade up in all areas of life muscle, mindset, money, mission, and marriage. So I've always strived to like, I want, I want people to look and say, Hey, you can actually have it all because God wants you to have it all. Maybe not all at once, but you can like he wants you to have an abundant life, like a, a life beyond measure. And he wants you to have riches, right? He wants you to have all forms of riches, but, and that's like a crazy thought. Um, but you have to surrender your life to him first and trust that that plan is uh, his to give you and uh, to guide you through. And he, he'll give you the direction, but he won't give you all the details on how to get there. That's, yeah, where the, that's where the trust comes in. Man, I love it.
1: I love it. It's it's so powerful. And it's it's so important for people to kind of have that. And whatever that is for people, just the understanding that, you can have it all, but you have to accept that you can. But it's going to take work. It's going to take a certain amount of sacrifice. It's stages. going to take doing things you may not want to do, right? Yeah, and this, if you're willing to do that, things things will things can yeah. open up for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's just it's just really embracing the race. Yeah, and just running the race in stages, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: absolutely. What a, so let's let's talk about your seven figure mastermind. Walk us through that a little bit, what you're working on and where everybody can find you.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, for those who don't know, you know, I ran an online fitness business from the age of, uh, I launched it in, uh, May, 2006. And, uh, you know, for more than a decade, you know, tons of workout programs, tons of YouTube videos. And then I, um, started getting a lot of people to reach out to me on how to uh start online fitness businesses so three years ago i launched the seven figure mastermind it's a 12 month coaching program Mm -hmm. and uh it's for anybody who wants to start grow or scale an online fitness business for anybody that wants to carve out a niche and dominate it just like you know i did with the skinny guy market so it's pretty epic you know it's uh Pretty much everything you need, uh, you know, four things people pretty much buy when they join our group is they buy knowledge, you know, what actually works. They buy speed, all right. They find out what's doing, what's working right now. They buy relationships, so you can be in a network of great people, and they buy accountability because, as you as you know, Lance, like people aren't buying just information. Information's free on our podcast and on YouTube and on you know you know books and stuff. But um, what people need support with is the implementation and the organization of the steps. So that's what we do. We run people's, uh, we give people their marching orders and uh, yeah, that's um, our coaching program for online fitness pros who want to scale. And um, even for people who are just starting or are stuck and want to get growing again. And uh, best place for people to connect with me is on Instagram. I post every day at 5 PM, just one post per day. Uh, we've got a podcast, but the best place to connect with me is at Vince Del Monte. That's you'll see the blue verified account on Instagram. Yeah, it's a great account, man. Oh,
1: man, man. I, I love your content, and it's 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 great. You're doing you're doing awesome things, man. So, you know, and I love that we can we get into a lot of this stuff because it's 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 really important to kind of see behind the per you know what's going on and and the stuff that you've gone through because sometimes people just see this this guy and they think, well, he must've just always been like that. But like, you know, what I like is you do share a lot and, and, and it's awesome. And your, your journey is kind of a testament of, of what's possible. So thank you, brother. I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing that with us.
0: No, absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, everybody just needs to uh, realize that, um, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. That's it's a really powerful mindset. You know, if you're going to build a bridge towards your dreams, there's going to be quite a few bricks you got to lay. So I think, uh, you know, one of the things is patience, you know, and to really, um, you know, build those endurance muscles and be willing to, uh, you know, go the distance and just see your goals as uh, something that's going to be a marathon, not as a sprint. I think my running background really helped me with that. So just a little <laughs> final, final thing for everybody to, uh, you know, play the long game.
1: Amazing, man,
0: dude. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate
1: you. Lance. Thank you. Thanks everybody you guys haven't already, please hit that subscribe button on Apple. And if you got value, leave us a review. You don't understand how much we appreciate it. And um, it's one of those things that I know it can be annoying for people to ask, but it really, really matters. And also, if you ever, if you get value as well and you share things on social media, tag us, tag a screenshot of us, put in a takeaway, tag us both in there on social media. I love seeing that they get fired up and it just shows that like what we're saying is resonating with you. And I know that any of the guests that get that, they get excited as well. So it's always appreciated. And guys, most importantly, I just want to say, I appreciate all of you. And we're just going to keep bringing the heat university of adversity. we got so many amazing things happening. And I just want you to know, I appreciate every single one of you have a beautiful day, everybody. We'll catch you next time.